Is your business stuck? Tired of leaving money on the table? Are you ready to take it to the next level? Join us as we dive deep into the small business secrets successful entrepreneurs are implementing to see massive results. This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing. Here's your host, Andrew Brockenbush. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another podcast episode. I've got a great guest for you guys. I'm hanging out with my boy, John. We haven't What's done a up? podcast together in a few weeks, man. It's, it's been it's been a while. It's it been has. a minute. I, I literally, I just told my assistant before I walked to the office, I was like, Desiree, I was like, I don't know if I know how to podcast anymore. It's been a little <laughs> bit. So uh, let's see if I still can do it. Uh, Small Business right. Nation, thanks again for tuning in. If you didn't know, we got a brand new sponsor on the show, Wingman. We are brought mm -hmm. to you by them. You can check their website out, trustyourwingman.com. They've got an amazing software to streamline your communication, automate your processes, and grow your business with their incredible automation software. Make sure you check that out. But like we always do, let's kick this thing off with an icebreaker. Let's, let's kick it. Ice, icebreaker. All right, David, we got one for you. What's your favorite board game or card game, and why do you enjoy playing it? Um, so it's funny. I just I have two young kids. I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old, and we play this game. I was in a uh, meeting with some programmers in Europe, and I wanted to bring them back a toy. So I brought them back a card game called Doble, which in the States, I guess, is called Spot It. And okay. it's just super fun for the kids. It's like this card game where every card has different things on it. Like one will have... I don't know, like six or seven, like a chair and a, a moon and, you know, six or seven different things. And then you put out your cards and you have to find what what's the same. So it's just it's a lot of fun to like play with my four and six year old. But for adults, maybe not so much fun. But if you're trying to, <laughs> uh, you know, play with your kids, it's great. Yeah, that that's awesome. I, I, I I'm glad you shared that because I have a little niece who always comes over to my house. We're actually neighbors. I, I built a house next to my sister and my niece, she's three. And she'll walk next door to visit me. And she always wants to play games that we have in our little game cabinet. But there are yeah. not games for kids, right? Like these are all games that are for adults. And she's just trying to play along. So I'll have to buy that one. I'm going to order that one today spot on it. Amazon. I'm yeah, gonna, spot it. it. And I think there's a Paw Patrol version. And, you know, oh, they've perfect. marketed yeah. the hell out of it. So, yeah. <laughs> she's she's going to like that. John, what do you got, man? Man, I know. The board games. We usually end up playing with the kids. They like Crazy Eights. That's their favorite card game. And... It's easy, so yeah, that's why we play that one. But <laughs> I think one of my personal favorite board games, even though it is a pain to set up, is Mousetrap. When Mousetrap works correctly, it is awesome at the end of the game. All right. I've never played it. Oh, man. There it is. It's a Rube Goldberg machine. So right, all, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I like it. <clears throat> I'm going to go either Scrabble as like a traditional board game. I like okay. I like, okay. You know, I like competing with or, you know, deciding whether or not the words that I think are real are real or not. Um, you know, typically you have to have a dictionary handy just to see if I'm just making stuff up. You know, I grew up in small town Waller where words are uh, few. So uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And then the game that I probably like the most to just play when I'm with, you know, a group of friends is that game called Heads Up. And it's like a, oh, yeah. a app oh, yeah. on your phone where you kind of do the little mm -hmm. up down thing. That is just a blast. Like that's my favorite game. It's not a card game, obviously, or board game, but that is probably my 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 favorite game to play with a group of yeah. friends. So, uh, awesome. well, guys, we have got a guest yeah. that I am honored to be able to speak to because yeah. I've been doing business with his company, his team since 2017. I had to go back into the archives, open up the yeah. email, and see when I first started partnering with them. David Wax mm -hmm. is a serial entrepreneur whose latest venture. Handwritten is bringing back the lost art of letter writing through scalable mm -hmm. robot-based solutions that write your notes in pen. Handwritten is changing the way brands and people connect. Prior to starting Handwritten, David founded Sell It. Am I saying it right? A leading yep. global marketing agency. Sell It was sold to Hello World in 2012. So he knows a thing or two about the agency mm -hmm. space. He understands a thing about this creative world. And I'm excited to deep dive into why he decided to bring robots to the future of marketing and, and what he's got going on. David, thanks so much, man. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Andrew and John. It's my honor to be on this. So thanks so much. Yeah. yeah so obviously, <laughs> go ahead, John. Well, I was just thinking, wasn't one of our first hacks to use handwritten? It was like one of our very yeah. first ever podcast episodes on the show was to use handwritten because like I'm a nerd for their tool. Like it's, it's something mm -hmm. that as soon as I learned about it, I was like, all right, like, I'm going to use the heck out of this. 
And, and we took it like even further. Actually, within the last few weeks, we integrated ChatGPT to automatically write personalized letters to our customers and then send it to handwritten. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, that's been a lot of fun. And, and we're looking to kind of just grow that part of what we're doing. But David, take us back, man. Before you started handwritten, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your kind of your prior role in the marketing agency? Yeah, and that, it, it plays directly into why I uh, started Handwritten. So prior to Handwritten, I had a company called Sell It. We, uh, back in 2004, so before the iPhone, we were the first company that did text for info on real estate. Mm. So you'd drive by a house, you'd want info on a house. There was no Zillow back then. So you would um, see a, a sign hanging from the real estate sign called a writer, and it would say text home one to one, two, three, four. You do that, you'd get back info on the house, the realtor would get a lead, you could even reply with your fax number to get a fax on more information on the house. <laughs> Fancy. Because, you know, that's high tech, <laughs> super high tech. Um, but I quickly realized real estate was a very, was too nichey. Um, so we expanded out and we had a second product called Coupon Zap, mm -hmm. which eventually became something called Sell It Studio. And there we just worked with major brands. So Abercrombie & Fitch, Toys R Us, Sam's Club, Office Max, um, Auto Trader, a bunch of brand, uh, Ferent Media. And there we just powered these huge text message campaigns, um, sending out a million text messages a day on behalf of some of these brands. It was all opt-in, it wasn't spam. Uh, but when I sold that company, I realized, you know, everybody is getting 130 emails a day. They spend 23% of their day just managing their inbox. And then on top of that, they get text messages. I just got one tweets, Facebook, Slack, Teams, all the rest. People are literally overwhelmed with electronic correspondence. And I thought it's all, you know, we were part of the problem. It was all just becoming noise. So what could I do to break through that noise? And I realized whenever I got a handwritten note, not only would I open it and read it, but I'd keep it and I'd put it on display. So handwritten notes hold a special place in people's hearts. What can we do to kind of, sorry, automate that and make it a little bit more, um, uh, put it on, on automatic mode. And that's what handwritten is, is we are the largest company now that automates handwritten notes. We're also the oldest and I, I'd say the best um, that automates handwritten notes. So that's what we do. That's so cool, man. Mm -hmm. uh, how did you get into the robot world though? Because it's like, okay, you had this great idea. Yeah. The great idea is yeah. I want personal letters, but then yep. obviously you didn't hire a group of a hundred people to sit there with pens and write letters for people. So how did you get introduced to these robots that could do it? Or did you guys invent slash create the robots? We did. So when we started, we used an off the shelf machine called an auto pen, mm -hmm. which not to insult AutoPen, it's kind of a crude device and it didn't really pass muster. It didn't look yeah. fully authentic, but actually probably when you started, that's what we used. Since wow. then, <laughs> we've built our entire own robot. Um, so we've got a robotic arm sitting on top of a conveyor belt and a paper feed. And it's interesting, paper feeding is probably harder for us than writing the notes. But wow. <laughs> we um, we have full end-to-end -end control of the process. We design our own handwriting styles. If you want your own, you could design your own. We do signatures. We've got celebrities with their own handwriting styles, et cetera. But, but how did I do it? It was one of these things where necessity, it's just you yeah. got to get in over your head and figure it out yeah. kind of thing. So um, I have a computer software design, uh, background. I'm not mechanical, but I ended up finding um, – two mechanical engineering firms to help me. The first one was a huge failure. The second one worked. They helped us get our initial robot. And then I brought it in house. They taught my team how to build the robots. I hired a kid from Arizona State to University to start building them and maintaining them. And we've just iterated over probably the last five years on the robot design. And now we have 175 of them. They're laser cut, 3D printed, custom circuit boards. I mean the whole nine, we're always adding stuff to them. Like, as I was saying before the show, now we actually have to add um, features to allow it to do delivery confirmation tracking. So there's always new gizmos we're adding to the robot. And it's really kind of like a giant Lego set. Um, so if anybody's in Arizona and wants to stop by us, we're in Tempe. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we give tours, so, uh, you know, feel free to stop by, but yeah, it's, um, it was one of these things where we just banged our head against the wall long enough. And next thing you know, we have a robot platform. And once we have this platform, we can kind of keep adding things to it, which is kind of nuts. Yeah. That's, I, I love that so answer bad. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love yeah. that he, he mentioned that, you know, the necessity to make it happen <laughs> is what got it done because I think that's so common in the entrepreneur space that yeah. there's no other option other than to make it happen. And what we're capable of when we're backed against the wall is quite incredible. Yeah. It was, <laughs> what happened was, is we had these auto pens and then we got a really big meal box client. Um, you know, one of these companies that sends you all the ingredients to make right. make meals and they wanted a lot of handwritten notes and we wanted to deliver and we reached out to the auto pen company and they're like, well, we can't sell you anymore or lease you anymore. And then, or they would just not answer the phone or ship them fast enough because the company is kind of run by, um, it's a multi-generational business and I just don't know if their head's in the game anymore. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we can't do this anymore. We have to have our own. So we just started and we just built it up from nothing and um, surprisingly it works, but it's complicated because it's robot software, robot hardware, and then there's stuff on the, the desktop computer to control mm-hmm. the robot. I mean, it's, it's a really complicated business, <laughs> yeah. but it's good. That's the thing that's like so cool to me is I think people think about it and it's just like, oh, these guys just bought some robots and put them, put them to work. It's like, no, no, no. Like that's like end to end solution, software, yeah. hardware, yeah. robotics, yeah. like technology, the website experience that powers all of that. I mean, there's yep. a lot there so that you can streamline. I'd imagine at this point you guys are serving more than 10 or 20 clients. You guys have a massive amount of people you're trying to serve. Yeah. What kind of volume do you guys, I mean, I don't even know if you know that, what kind of what volume are you guys running? It's about 20,000 pieces a day on a good day. Um, wow. And you know, it, it goes up, it fluctuates from there, right. but, um, you know, a big thing we we are working with is is how to automate more of the QA steps because we have people that review every order. Mm-hmm. So there's there's just a lot of automation that goes into this to scale the business. Um, and it's important because um, as we grow and our cl- really as our clients grow, like we have clients that started in 2015 or whatever, and as they grow, they need a company that can send out 10,000 or 20,000 pieces on their behalf a day. So mm-hmm. we have to do all this. And it's just been an interesting uphill battle, but an interesting one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So you'd think that automation and personalization are counterintuitive. And this is something that I've actually spoken a lot about on, on past podcast episodes I've been on as well as shows that me and John have done together. Can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that? Like how, how do you like maintain personalization in an automated world Mm -hmm. that's what we do so um our robots you know they can write whatever you want and we can design custom cards for whatever you want so if you want to go super crazy we could you know you could design a single card for a single person put their picture on it you can even put a qr code either you manage that or now we if you reach out to our salespeople, we can do a trackable qr on there for you and then um, the note itself, it's more, yes, putting dear Andrew or dear John on there is nice, but it's better if you include some really personal snippets. So mm-hmm. what do I mean by this? You can, um, we have a bulk upload tool where you can upload 500 notes at once, right? What I would recommend doing is, and it, there's mail merge features in there. I'd recommend having first name as a mail merge field, uh, whatever product they bought as a mail merge field, but then maybe also a personal section as a mail merge field. So what? So how would this work? So let's say you're sending out Christmas cards and you say, dear John, um, wishing you the happiest Christmas. And then you'd have a personal section. It was so good seeing you at high school graduation, or mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, nice running into you last week. So you, in your spreadsheet of 500, you just pound out a little personal sentence for each one. Mm-hmm. And that would help you when you do the mail merge, create a full note that looks a hundred percent personal. So that's one thing. Number two is signatures. You could always sign these with your actual signature that makes it look really personal. Mm-hmm. Um, number three is if you're going fully automated, like Shopify or something like that, we have a Shopify integration, but if you're doing fully automated and somebody buys, let's say somebody buys the green leather wallet on your website, you can then create a recommendation 
that says, you know, we saw you bought the green wallet. We really think you'd like the green backpack and include that. So you're kind of doing, you know, recommendations based on that or or we really think you'd like the, um, you know, whatever the, uh, the the luggage set. It's our favorite or so, you know, it doesn't even need to be personal. It can just have that personal feel. But what people will find is these notes really break through the din and, and, and most people think they're personal. Um, we have a piano tuner in Pennsylvania. He sends a, a handwritten note after tuning your piano. He doesn't see you again for a year. Um, when he walks into your house a year later, that handwritten note is often still standing up on the piano because people value that he took the time to send a note to them. And then it's sitting there on their piano in their fanciest room of the house on their most expensive property. It's like a billboard sitting there. So it's kind of crazy the the impact these notes have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the impact of written word. Yeah, it's just so impactful. I mean, I love the personalization component. And that's what I was kind of talking about a minute ago. Like, we're figuring out how do we even automate that piece, which is, again, it seems so counterintuitive. But one of the things we're doing as a part of like our onboarding process is we might ask a, you know, give give an example, we might ask the customer or the client, hey, who's your favorite author? Okay, you you give me the author name. Well, then I can power with chat GPT, I can actually say, put a quote from the client's favorite author oh my God. in, mm-hmm. in context to this personalized letter. Right. So now it sounds like I really like was in tune with you. Right. Like I just, I thought right. about you and I could do that with a number of things. Like who's your favorite sports team? What's your favorite author? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite color? And I can ask ChatGPT yeah. to build a letter or build a note specifically taking all of those considerations into account. And then that letter gets sent over to handwritten. That part's fantastic. We do the same thing. We have an events company and on the events company side, after we do a wedding, Hey, thank you so much. We, we were, you know, yeah. thank you so much for allowing us to serve you on your most important day of your life. And then like yeah. Chad GPT put a inspirational quote for a new couple or a new, you know, a new bride or a new relationship. Boom. It's all in there. It's like, I don't have to think about what's going to get put in there because it's just all automated and all powered. And it just makes it look even more meaningful and impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can, yeah. um, we've, we've, <laughs> it was actually the simplest integration we've ever done. We have this feature on our um, website now called AI Assist, which is exactly that. Mm-hmm. It's ChatGPT. So you can just go in, you know, back in the olden days, Andrew, when you used us, I don't know if you remember the, um, the templates where we try yeah. to come up with, because people would visit <laughs> yeah. our website and they'd say, I want to send a birthday card, but I don't know what to write in it. Yeah. So yeah. then we came up with these templates and they're kind of so-so, but now we have the AI assist feature that those templates are kind of not needed anymore because you could, every single note could be a little different with a little different handwritten, you know, message in there. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the chat GPT um, integration. So yeah. And then like, you can tie us with Zapier or Make or one of these other no-code, low-code platforms and just mm-hmm. streamline the whole thing. I would get a little nervous personally if I had to write the note end-to-end without yeah. somebody looking at it first. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, you could if you, if yeah. you really trusted yeah. it. Yeah. We, we actually have a step in our process. So, basically, ChatGPT powers the writing of the letter with all those personalized fields. And then our mm-hmm. team internally just, if they press complete task, like they thought that it was a mm-hmm. good letter, then it sends it over to you guys, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we've got that still quality check because you still have to always double check, at oh, least right yeah. now. There's still there's still some stuff yeah. that comes back and I'm like, I would never use that word. That, like that yeah, is way 100%. smarter than I am, you know? Or, uh, or the <laughs> AI doesn't quite understand like your, you know, slang. And so it outputs something that's completely off the wall for a couple sentences. <laughs> you always got to go and check for that stuff. Yeah. I yeah. heard yesterday that somebody was using AI and they were saying, you know, summarize the front page of the newspaper. And it just wrote up, wrote something that was completely not in the newspaper. Right. <laughs> made and, it it, up. and they said, well, where is this in the no- newspaper? And it provided a whole section in the newspaper that didn't exist. So wow. you do have to double check it sometimes. Nice. But for the most part, it works. <laughs> yeah. We use it for um, co- code copilot, where my mm-hmm. developers are now blown away oh, yeah. with what they can do with it just to write their own code. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's automation, yeah. AI, all of that. I mean, I think it just goes to show you, though, like in a world where everything is advancing to that, there's still this need mm-hmm. for like human connection and personalization, yeah. which is oh, honestly yeah. like what caught my attention about your company. You know, I don't even know mm-hmm. how many years ago that was at this point. Um, because we had just read a book. It was called The Automatic Customer. And it was all about subscription-based businesses, recurring revenue-based businesses. Yeah. 
uh, we at the time our agency was all flat rate work, and I was like, this is just dumb. Like I'm constantly chasing work down. Like I'm tired of this. And I was I was exploring whether or not we wanted to switch to a subscription model, which we obviously have now. And that book talks a lot about the first 90 days of a customer's onboarding is the most important uh, period in which a customer will avoid churn or potentially churn out in the future. So how do you keep the customer sticky? And so in that moment, I was like, man, we've got to do everything in our power to make those first 90 days memorable and special. And now mm -hmm. like our, our first 90 days is very memorable and special. We send out this really cool box inside that box. There's a coffee cup and like a bunch of other cool swag. Uh, and then a few days, a few days later, we, we send them a card. Hey, super excited to have you join in our, our, our agency. We love, working with local businesses, we're super excited to help you grow, blah, 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 right? And then we even take that same process and put it into play whenever we offboard a client or when we're wrapping up a project. So, hey, congratulations on launching a brand new website. We would love to send your, your full team a pizza party or a box of donuts or breakfast or whatever. And it's like, how many web agencies do you know that are sending a pizza party over to their clients? Like, it just, it doesn't happen. Like, they don't know how to have that human touch. And so... That's why I was like pumped about you guys in the first place. I was like, holy crap, like I can automate this stuff. And I'm talking about just like onboarding, but like there's so many other use cases. You've got like outbound sales. You've got, yep. you know, um, I mean, could you, could you kind of talk about that? Like, can you give us some good use cases for y'all service? A hundred percent. So when we started, when you started using us, it was just, you'd visit our website, you pick a card, you'd write a note. Now uh, it's, and you can do it in bulk too, which is a huge time saver. Now you can do that. You can use that AI feature to save some more time. You can design your own flat card on our website. If you don't want to work with our designers, you can just design a flat card, put your logo on it. Looks really great. We printed full bleed. Um, I'm dealing with the programmers right now. We're going to get a folded card customizer going within the next probably week now. I mean, it's, wow. it's almost done. So that'll be available for you guys. And you'll be able to even put a printed message on the top of the inside if you want. Oh, nice. um, and then as far as use cases, anniversaries and birthdays. Ooh. So you can just upload your your um, client list and their birthdays or work anniversaries or personal anniversaries, whatever you want. And then we'll send uh, birthday cards or thank you for working with us for the last year, whatever whatever you want there. That's built into the platform. You only pay as the events occur. So it's not like you're paying up front. It's just like every time somebody's birthday, it takes out of your subscription or bills you or whatever then. We also have a prospecting feature. So you can circle an area on a map, say send out handwritten notes to everybody. So if you're doing residential, you can say everybody whose home is worth X, three people in the household, two kids in the household, go and then it'll find that list and send that out and now we have the same thing with businesses so you can say send this out to all restaurants or all mm -hmm. um, wedding venues or whatever and then um, it'll send it out um, so you can do that as well um, we're coming out with a multi-step campaign tool sometime <laughs> it's kind of been pushed <laughs> back on the uh the timeline as we've done some of this other stuff but you know through our platform and then through integrations with make and zapier and and all the rest um you know you can do some super robust things really easily on top of that we plug into salesforce.com we have a very robust plug in there so you can do bulk and individual and then it records it back to the activity timeline of, of that um same thing with hubspot um we have a shopify integration which is super cool so that if you run a store and you want to send out a handwritten note after their first purchase or mm -hmm. somebody spends a certain amount of money or somebody is sent, you know, purchased five times from you, whatever, you can set up rules for that too. And now we're getting into the nonprofit space with our plugins for Blackbot. And I mean, it just goes on and on. If you visit handwritten.com, you can see all the integrations there. But, um, you know, our whole thing is making sending handwritten notes easier than sending an email. So that's kind of why we do all this. But but yeah, I mean, the main features are designing your own custom card, sending a handwritten note, prospecting, birthdays and anniversaries. Those are kind mm -hmm. of the big ones. That's so cool. Yeah. How, it how, is. How do you guys make sure that it stays per, like, how do I say this? Like, how do you make sure that the authenticity and personal touch stays there? Because it is a robot, right? And you are picking yeah. a font. Is there any type of like vari like variation within inside oh, of a specific font a client chooses? A hundred percent. So 
some back when you started i'm that's why i asked you if you still used us yeah. <laughs> because you started so long ago everything looked a little robotic then but now um the left margin judders in and out so if you write um three sentences each or three lines of text each line is not going to start at the same spot um yeah. it's also not going to start like way out here and then way out there yeah. you know it's going to be yeah. very it's going to be like that. So it's going to create a kind of a soft edge on the page because you and I don't write hard edge on the page. Mm -hmm. Second of all, it's going to vary the line spacing. So, um, you know, you try to write pretty uniformly across the page, but your lines aren't always 100%. We do the same thing. We just jitter it just a little bit line by line. We also warp the text a little bit. So it's not fully just like across the page straight it's ever yeah. so slightly off and then we vary the characters um in a lot of ways so we have multiple a's multiple b's multiple c's that type of thing but then also combinations so um they're called ligature combinations so how do you connect two o's how does that look compared to two o's separate how do you cross two t's mm. do you cross two t's with one crossbar or two we handle how does the z look at the beginning of the word or the end of the word so we do all of that to really try to create a robust, authentic looking handwriting style. I'm not going to lie. Some of the fonts that we started with, if I see them, I know they're written by a robot, but that's because I see them every day. If yeah. I see somebody's own font that they've designed with us, I have no freaking clue. And I see it coming off the robot. It's wild. Like you yeah. see the robot write it and then you pull it out and you're like, that could have that looks written. like a human wrote it, wow, especially yeah. if it has their signature or something. It's 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 pretty wild there. But but yeah, I mean that's that's why I asked you if you're still with us, just because um, we've made a ton of improvements over over the last six years. I should probably order a new sample box because I mean I, we still do use you yeah. guys not as not as often as we did way back in the day, which we really want to get into doing more of it, but. I, at the time I was seeing the cards. Now I just dropped, obviously things are getting sent to clients. Yeah. I don't even know what they look like, but I remember whenever we first started with you guys, it was, a, I don't want to say robotic. It was just too perfect. It was like yeah. all the lines lined up. Every space was mm -hmm. perfect. And it was just like, yes, it looks handwritten, but it also looks like a perfect handwriter. Like the best clicker for, you know, could have written it. Right. So I love the fact that you've got that kind of variation built in now to kind of create some natural organic mm -hmm. looking content. Yeah, yeah, we we spend a lot of time on that, um, a lot of time, and yeah, happy to send you another sample kit or whatever. Um, but you know, you'd you'd be very hard pressed now to notice if it's written if it's written by a robot. I'm excited. I'm gonna like upload my own handwriting, my own signature, and right? just like start yeah. doing everything. How, how much in the celebrity space do you guys do? Y'all work a lot in the influencer celebrity space, or not much? Yeah. So we have a very prominent um, football star using us, um, which is weird. You wouldn't think a football star would yeah. use us, but he does. Um, we've got some big social media influencers. We've got act, one actress who has a side hustle brand. That's mm -hmm. a side, it's worth like sure, you know, yeah, untold right. fortunes, but. Um, <laughs> And, and I speak to her mother every now and again, which is quite lovely. Um, so we do have a lot of celebrities. Overall, we have about 400 custom handwriting styles for these people. Mm -hmm. um, we have about 30 handwriting styles that are available on the site, and then or 35 that that anybody can use, and then about 400 custom ones. So you know, it it's out there. Just you know, we we don't really talk about it too much. Yeah. I've got a question for you that I promise I ask it at first. You might be like, Hey, that's a little personal, but I promise you it actually applies to what you're doing. But like, sure. what is, what has been y'all's outbound marketing strategy, right? Like you create one of the coolest outbound products technically that could exist. What is y'all's yeah. marketing strategy look like? Is it, is it digital? Is it outbound? Is it inbound? What does that look like? It's all, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like sending a bunch of handwritten notes is expensive. So sure. for outbound, it's because postage is 63 cents going right. up to 66 cents it's just crazy. for the stamp. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to send a hundred of them, you know, it, it gets very expensive very quickly. Um, so we use it more for inbound retention, um, you know, staying top of mind, that type of thing. We do outbound for, so what we'll do is 
we want to go to conferences, but it's more, it's less important to have a booth at the conference than it is to get the attendee list to the conference. And then we mm. set up meetings in the lobby, um, you know, before and during the, the show. So if we could attend a big trade show, we'll get the list. We'll try to buy the attendee list and the, um, uh, you know, mailing addresses or just the attendee list. We'll figure out the mailing addresses. We'll then send them all a handwritten note saying, this is what we do. Can we meet with you? We'll get a whole bunch of meetings. We'll have those in the lobby or, you know, restaurant or something and do it that way. So we tie it to events. Mm -hmm. We do send um, some cold, you know, we'll pick a, a vertical. So we'll pick um, automotive and we'll reach out to all the car dealerships in the neighborhood and send them all a handwritten note. We'll do that. Um, and then finally, we have some lead capture tools on our website, our sample kit being one of them. I mean, we offer samples for free, but you will start getting handwritten notes from us and other, and other things. And we'll use that as a tool to do prospecting. Outside of handwritten notes, we use Apollo.io, if you've used that one. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like um, Seamless.ai. It's a great platform. Uh, you can quickly find all the contacts you need, send them all a handwritten note or a, an email, blast them all an email. Um, it, you know, we used to do a lot more SEM than we do now. Um, we've seen, um, you know, reduction in value of SEM. So we're we're trying to get more creative with our advertising spend than just blowing it on SEM. Yeah. Um, but we spend a lot of money on SEO. The problem with SEO is we get a lot of what I call vanity traffic where, yeah, we get a lot of traffic on the website, but so what, you know, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. They're not converting. Yeah. So we're really working on our conversion strategies now trying to drive people to our, um, lead magnets and that type of thing. Um, so yeah, it's kind of everything and anything and everything, but right now Apollo IO for emails and handwritten notes for conferences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. SEO, SEO is one of those hardest ones. Like obviously it's a service we offer and you know, it's, it's a hot topic a lot of times with businesses, but man, it is, it's a vanity game. You know, if you don't mm -hmm. have a really good conversion method put in place, it's just like, man, like shit, we're getting a great ton of traffic. Like we had one of our clients who, um, they're an academic coach. They're a pretty big, I don't want to call them a tutoring company because they serve a higher profile clients, academic coaching is what they call it. Um, but they're getting a ton of traffic to their blog for what time should school start because they had a blog post know, about right. it. It's like, like right. that doesn't help us at all. Like that's I kids know. who are like, I don't want to go to school at, you know, six in the morning. And it's just like the traffic on that was bouncing, you know, at a crazy, you know, 90 something percent rate because yeah. no, there was nothing for that person to take action on. So I totally can see that. Do you, are you doing any podcast advertising? Obviously you're, you're being a guest on podcasts. Are you doing any like advertising on B2B podcasts or anything like that yet? So there's, in the real estate space, and real estate is an important vertical of ours, um, there's a group called Lab Code Agents, and we did a three-month sponsorship of Lab Code Agents, their podcast, their website, their blog, all of that, um, their video podcasts, and uh, it worked to some degree. We need to, you know, figure out the correct strategy moving forward. It was a little expensive for the return we got, but yeah. we're open to anything as long as there's an ROI on it. Sure. Yeah. And that's the, I, I would imagine that that could be a challenge in y'all's business specifically would be, it's a, it's a perk for, I think business owners. And it could also be a hard part for you from a conversion pr perspective is the fact that you could send as little as one card, or at least you used to be able to, is yep. that still the case? Yep. You know, yeah. it's like we, that that's hard. Yeah, the, the margin is thin, the cost per acquisition is high because we're competing against some also ran handwritten companies, some companies that have kind of knocked us off that are um, not the quality, not the service and charging less. Um, and, you know, it's like you deal with that race to the bottom. And then they're also, you know, it's it's causing confusion in the market. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, the, the margins are, are, are tight on it. So we're, we're dealing with all of that. Um, but, you know, once we get the big luxury brands or car dealerships, that's what makes it really worthwhile. And we need to stay laser focused on those industries. Real estate's tough. I'm not going to lie. But the thing is with real estate, we just get so many inbound leads that we have to follow up on them. But to go out and actively, proactively market to realtors, 
it doesn't make sense for us. But car dealerships, um, luxury brands, retailers, e-tailers, insurance agents, um, solar panel installers, like we have a bunch of industries that are really kind of important. And if any of your, you know, obviously your listenership, because they all are trying to automate what they're doing, um, you know, that's what we do. That's, that's our sweet spot. So uh, we could there, talk offline about your marketing. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's not many tools that I tell every customer about, and I can genuinely say that handwritten is a product that I've probably tell them one out of every two customers, as far as I've, I've mentioned yeah. it. Well, I'll have to send you some swag. Yeah, man. We just, we just actually were in a meeting. We're in a meeting with a nonprofit about Oh, two or three weeks ago and they were like man it's taken us so much time to to send every no. donor a thank you card every year and i was like dude like why are you writing why are you writing these thank you cards to your donors like you could literally automate that you know yeah nonprofits are a huge vertical for us so uh, i mean it just makes so much sense if somebody does a hundred dollar donation why wouldn't you follow up with them i mean the number one issue in nonprofits is redonation so you get a customer you pay a lot to acquire or, you, you pay a lot to acquire a donor. And then the following yeah. year, the donation redonation rate is only about 42%. Mm -hmm. And the reason is people don't feel thanked. And that could be you sent them a bulk email that they didn't open. You sent them an email they did open, but looked fully automated and they still didn't feel thanked. You sent them a um, like a printed piece in the mail that looked like junk mail or a request for another donation. So they didn't feel thanked there, even though inside was a thank you note. Um, you know, but handwritten notes get open, they get read, they get kept. So it, it's truly impactful on improving redonation rates there. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, let me mm -hmm. let me share an objection that we've had because I would love to hear if you've got a good kind of rebuttal because yeah. I think this would be helpful for me and for other nonprofits that may or may not be listening to the show. But one of the things mm -hmm. I hear is, you know, we we've got to be careful about how much we spend on gifting to our donors because then our think our donors think that we're wasting money on mm -hmm. non like nonsense like hey like we donated yeah. because we wanted you to give money to the cause not to just like buy us a nice dinner or whatever so yeah how do we kind of address that because i do think that it is important like you already know it's effective i know it's effective how do we convince nonprofits that they should invest in this i think there's i mean a they're doing it anyway right like they're they're yeah. trying to have these pizza parties and get a lot of nonprofits in the room to do handwritten notes the problem is it costs them the pizza and the the, the speed of getting those out is less the the risk of somebody having messy handwriting or writing the wrong thing is is much 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 higher so you know all these things they're still doing it i think everybody realizes saying a handwritten note you know it's not expensive on a one-off basis it's funny because some guy tried to get my SEO dollars and he sent me this thing. It was FedEx to me. It was like this, it looked like a giant greeting card. And when you opened it up, there was an LCD oh, the videos. screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah. I was like watching and the video was just total corporate blather. Like I, I couldn't sit through two seconds of it, but because I'm an engineer, I'm like, I wonder how this thing works. And I want like, to make some apart, of these. <laughs> you know, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. You know, but all I could think was how much did this cost this guy, uh -huh. right? So how much margin is this guy making? If, mm -hmm. if he's able to send out these crazy expensive video books to everybody, it sets the wrong impression. And on top of it, I didn't even watch it. It was, you know, it, the video was dumb. But had he just sent me a handwritten note, which would have cost him a hundredth bucks. the cost? Yeah, Maybe not the yeah, hundredth. Exactly. Okay, call yeah. it. A thirtieth the cost of this thing, you know, like it would have worked better. It wouldn't have set this tone of, "Gee, I'm going to bilk you because you're, I'm going to make all this money off you." You know, I just yeah, think people trying to go to yeah. these what, whiz bang when what they could do is just get back to basics. Yeah, and it's a lot. Oh, easier if you've been about. using those, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, we, <laughs> we actually have a supplier that we can we can resell those. Like we ha we have mm -hmm. access to them. They are they're crazy expensive. I think that they, I think they have a place. Um, but I think that again, if you're gonna do it, you better have the money to back it up. It also mm -hmm. has the precedence that you said that it could come off like, oh, this guy's got a lot of money to waste on something that could get thrown away or chunked or whatever else. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I, that's why we've never even sent any of our own. I was just like, man, that's a lot. Of, like it's a lot of money, even with us getting them kind of wholesale costs on them. Like, I'm just, I'm not a fan of it, but I mean, shoot, you right. think about, you know, traditional direct mail pieces where you have to at least send it three times. Right. Yeah. Cause it, it, it feels spammy where 
if there's a, I know, and now I know, obviously, because I'm like in the world, but I get a personal note from, you know, HelloFresh or somebody like that. And I'm like, ooh, they sent me a card. And I'm like, oh, those bastards just sent me another $10 coupon for free meal, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, you know, it's it's that kind of thing. But at least I still opened it because it felt personal. It felt, and it's like, yeah. well, damn it, they got me and I know the business, you know? Um, that's something we've not even talked about yet, though. But you guys, again, I've, I've been a customer for a long time, so I don't know what you guys do and don't do anymore. But back in the day, you guys could drop in like Starbucks gift cards and yep. you know, like other types of inserts. Do you guys still offer those kind of add-ons? We do. Yeah. Yeah. So we do Starbucks, Amazon. We got rid of Visa because of fraud. Fraud. Yeah. So we no longer do Visa, but we do Starbucks and Amazon, um, Best Buy or Home Depot. We have, we have, I don't know, about 15 different um maybe less, maybe 10 different brands and multiple denominations. We also have other things you can include in the envelope. You can include seed packets. Hmm, so if you're cool. a realtor that's or something cool. or whatever, if you have a funny, because they're flat and they're relatively yeah. cheap. So hmm. we have seed packets. We've got um, coffee, instant coffee brands, actually two. Mm -hmm. We have one out of Texas called Golden Ratio. And the reason is because the CEO of Keller Williams is really into gold, golden ratio coffee. So we're like, well, let's offer this and maybe that. Yeah. So we have golden ratio. And then we have another one. Um, the name is escaping me right now. But you, we, you can include those in the note, just kind of a gimmick. If you want to include your business card, we can do that. You just send them to us. And we include them with the orders. So, yeah, I mean, there's we're always trying to come up with things. For Christmas, we're going to do a Santa thing where we – um, have special cards that are from Santa and we're going to oh, send them fun. with cinnamon and put in fake snow and like oh, all sorts fun. of stuff. So Ooh, you ought to do, that. you ought to do a letter from Santa for parents. For, yeah, well, that's what's yeah, going to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then we'll send it, you know, you can send it to your kid yeah. and it'll smell good and it'll be all in fancy Santa writing and oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. That's really cool. That's a great yeah, idea. And it'll yeah, include that's... how you were naughty Right. You know, all that stuff. <laughs> You've been bad. That's you better stuff. be good, dog. Yeah. Unfortunately, this year you don't get the Hot Wheels yes, car wash. Yeah. You just get this card because you were naughty. <laughs> it was Santa said so. It's yeah. not me. It's Santa. See, yeah. it's right here. Yeah. It's on paper. Yeah. It's right here. Uh, it's proof. Last year I found chocolate lumps of coal, and I did give those all to the kids for Christmas. They were It was chocolate, but it looked like That's a That's awesome. Of coal. Yeah. That's awesome. There's this place in Flagstaff, which is just like two hours from Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And I think it was started by ex-Disney Imagineers. So it's like this Santa uh, North Pole experience that mm -hmm. you take the kids and they, they go to the North Pole. It is so well done. Yeah. <laughs> if you're ever in, who would have thought Arizona would have the North Pole? But, right, right. Uh, <laughs> it, it was, I was blown away with the with how much effort and detail went into yeah. this north pole experience in flagstaff arizona it is crazy so if you're in flagstaff go okay that's pretty cool that's really cool i mean yeah. there's just obviously we could have, we could continue this conversation down so many paths and obviously you want to be respectful of your time I, I think that the kind of the bottom line here is for business owners they're looking to you know personal create a personal touch in their business where maybe they don't have the time or bandwidth or maybe they're already doing it and it's wasting a lot of time this is really where handwritten shines in my opinion and it lets you reach people where you're not reaching them currently. It's like if you're going to spend, you know, two or three thousand dollars on direct mail marketing, it's going to get chunked the first time. Which means if you just take that three thousand, multiply it times at least three times, that investment's at least a bare minimum of a nine thousand dollar investment because you have to send it at the very least three times before yeah. it's going to get opened. Versus they could spend that three thousand dollars with you guys and really to target a really amazing list, especially if, if they're a realtor, an automotive facility. Yeah. And now that you guys are off in the B2B list, like I'm David, we're going to have to have a secondary conversation about that. Like <laughs> we're, we're, we're really wanting to focus our efforts on for the next year only on nonprofits, which is ballsy mm -hmm. by the way. Yep. But like, well, we should, <laughs> we should um, talk after the show about um, teaming up then, because that's like right after this call, I have a you know, 15 minutes later, I have a call with one of the major nonprofit CRM systems. So, I mean, nonprofits are a major, it just makes sense, you know? Yeah, for I, I totally agree. Notes, so. and, that, and that space, man, it makes, there's so many applications in that world. And that's, that's what we're, mm -hmm. and that's why we decided we were going to hone in on nonprofits is like, we serve a lot of them already. And I was like, man, we could start making some really, really intentional content around like how to leverage technology because these, 
a lot of these nonprofits, again, their boards, you know, obviously there's a vast size difference between like your local nonprofit and these massive mm -hmm. nonprofits. But regardless, a lot of them are volunteer board served and technology is kind of like bottom of the list of things that they focus mm -hmm. their energy and attention on. They're still doing those, you know, like you said, pizza parties where everybody sits down and writes letters together. It's like, dude, like there's so much tech out there. And so we know that we want to create content around that and start teaching people. You may, I know you, are, you mentioned BlackBot earlier. We have actually one of our nonprofit clients that uses those guys. And there's a bunch of other ones that are coming up, DonorBox and, uh, you know, I, there's so there's so many they're, they're escaping my head right now but there's so many really great platforms out there and i'm like man like we've got to start creating webinars and po like podcast episodes and blog posts yeah like i want to educate the nonprofit space and it was actually a conversation i had with this uh nonprofit executive who was in my office and i was like man i've thought about focus on nonprofits. i was like but they don't have money and he just kind of like sat back and looked at me He's like, bro, we do six million dollars a year in one segment of our nonprofit, and I was like, holy crap! Yeah. He's like, the re he's like, the reality is, he's like, nonprofits in some ways are underserved because people have that illusion that they're all broke, mm -hmm. and the reality mm -hmm. is, it doesn't it doesn't matter whether or not they're broke or not. Like, I think that there's a there's a opportunity for us to serve nonprofits both from an educational perspective and from a service perspective. Like right now, well, for the yeah. I mean, what you're doing is you're helping people work smarter, not harder, right? You're with all this automation and nonprofits more than anybody need to learn how to work smarter because they do have limited budgets yep. and they need to get the most out of it. And, you know, we we help some very large nonprofits do just that. You know, when um, they see response rates to these types of offerings for uh, 27 times greater than hand, than printed notes, you know, you can really get a lot more bang for the buck with a handwritten campaign sometimes than you can with the printed. And I'm not here to say that handwritten is the end all be all. I mean, text messaging, we use email, you know, you got to have a suite of different, you know, because yeah. you don't know how people are going to react to different things, mm -hmm. but you know, it should be, it should be part of the overall marketing plan. You should carve out part of that to do handwritten outreach or just sit down and write it if you can and see the returns you'll get. And then you'll switch to an automated company because you'll see there's such great returns. You've got to scale it up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, yeah. And nonprofits are a tremendous vertical. They need all your support, Andrew yeah. and John. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, seriously. And that's, honestly, we're excited about it. I, mean, I think we've got a huge yeah. opportunity. I mean, for the last 10 years, we've been writing blog posts that were generically targeting small businesses, just mm -hmm. not medical spas, not doctor's offices, not chiropractors, just social media for small business, SEO for small business, podcasting yeah. for small business. The reality is that's just noise. Like it's, I'm not making an impact by writing that kind of content. And I said, you know what, if we can focus our energy for the next year, only writing content for nonprofits, even if we only got one customer, we probably still will have made an impact in that arena. Mm -hmm. And, and honestly, like that's, I'm okay with that. Yes. I want to make money. Like everybody's in it to, to grow their businesses and scale. But the reality is I think that we'll see a better ROI just in general for our own agency. But I think at the end, at the end of the day, we'll also make a greater impact, and that's that's the end all be all. So, um, again, David, this has been a fun conversation, and I think we could go a thousand different ways. But I like to wrap every episode up with a bit of a business growth hack. So I'm going to roll a sound effect. So while I roll that sound effect, I'm going to let you think about it. If you could leave the listeners with one growth hack, whether it's something that they can do in their marketing, whether it's something that they can take action on today that would help them grow or scale their business or nonprofit, since we're on that topic, I'm going to let you give it to us. Okay. Hacks! All right, David, what you got for us, brother? <laughs> All right, so this could be obvious to a lot of you guys, but have a lead magnet on your website. Mm. So what that is is a we a webinar, a white paper, a samples request, just something on your website where people have to fill in their information to get something of value. It, this should be an addition to your contact page, right? Mm -hmm. Contact us to learn more. Fine. That's not a lead magnet. A lead magnet would be um, click here and download our top 10 ways to avoid working with a bad marketing firm. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Now that's that's um, growth hack number one is have a lead magnet. Growth hack number two is learn Zapier and make. Yes. Uh, most people know Zapier. We we use Zapier so much. Zapier did a full uh, YouTube commercial on us um, that you might nice. see. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> it's crazy. 
Yeah. But uh, but um, use Zapier. And then if you like Zapier, check out make.com. Make is super powerful. It took me a while to kind of get it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this doesn't do anything. But now we use it to automate a lot of our systems around here. Um, so check out make.com too. But those are kind of uh, the big ones. And then the, I guess the third would be, um, there's a book called Gorilla Marketing, and it talks about going to, I think they have a separate one called Gorilla Trade Show Marketing. And it just talks about going to trade shows, not having a trade show booth, but working the, working it without a booth and saving yourself 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, th- that's a great resource. I'm going to, I'm actually interested in that one. That's something we've talked about doing and we've never not, like not known how to approach it. So I'm sure you can yeah. give me some tips, not that book. I'm sure will as well. So yeah. man, David, thanks again for sharing yeah. all of this advice with them. How can people support you? What's on the horizon for handwritten? Uh, where can people find you? All that fun stuff. Uh, yeah. Handwritten.com. H-A-N-D-W-R-Y-T-T-E-N.com. Do fall for the lead magnet request samples because then you'll be blown away how good everything looks and you'll get pricing and, and all that too. Um, so go to the business tab and, and click request samples. Um, you know, on handwritten.com at the bottom, you'll have all our socials or so YouTube channel where you can watch all sorts of stupid videos or videos featuring stupid me, I should say. <laughs> uh, you, you can uh, YouTube or Facebook, Twitter, all that's on our social channels. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's the story. I'm not that interesting on Twitter. I don't do much. So you used to be pretty active on LinkedIn. Are you still, are you still pretty active on LinkedIn? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David B. Wax, just look for David at handwritten on LinkedIn and you'll find me. And, uh, I try to post there occasionally, of course, like everybody else, it's a lot of self-promotion, but like, I'll put a video to this on there, but yeah, that's amazing. All right, guys. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode. David, again, I I appreciate every minute that you shared with us today. I'm excited about talking offline because I think there's a lot of ways we can can work together. For for those of you guys listening, make sure you check it out, handwritten.com with a Y, not with an I, hand, H-A-N-D-R-W-R-Y-T-T-E-N.com, handwritten.com. Check it out. Uh, listen to his advice. Those lead magnets will make all the difference on your website. If you want to support our sponsor, Wingman, trustyourwingman.com. Check out what they're doing. They've got some incredible software to help you automate your business scale. Uh, A lot of the things we talked about today, text messaging, automation, email marketing, Mm -hmm. all powered by AI. So if you're not a creative person and you're looking to do it, that's the way to do it. Trustyourwingman.com. Until next time, we will see you guys later. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. To get more marketing tips and tricks, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Beefy Marketing. And to take your business to the next level, check out our website at www.beefymarketing.com.